Hey everybody, listen, I know you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to let you know that I have some new stuff getting ready to come out and I would love for, uh, honestly, you to be a part of it. I'm doing a five day challenge. It's coming up soon, but before I give you all the details, I wanna make sure that you get early access to all the information. I've got a webinar that'll be approaching that and I wanna make sure that you get invited. So the best way to do that is go to growyoursidebusiness.com, leave your name and email, and we will make sure that you are one of the very first to know as we get ready to drop something very, very cool. And I think it's gonna help anybody, all of you who are listening to this show and who are looking to be able to continue to build your side business. I cannot wait to show you what we got coming. Go to growyoursidebusiness.com, leave your name and email, and uh, stay tuned because we got some great stuff coming. Let's get back to the show. What is the real intent of this meeting? Because do you know, Felicia, that many of us are like, if you go look at our calendars right now for mm-hmm. work, they're meetings very little execution right and you know what we do we just accept meetings or how many of us felicia say hey can you just include me on that meeting and we say that so many times that now all of our calendars are nothing but meetings and we never ask what is the actual intention of this meeting so when i asked that like the room got quiet i started getting nervous i started sweating a little bit because i was like "Uh oh maybe i shouldn't ask that but then finally somebody spoke up and it was the person who organized the meeting like two years ago felicia was the same meeting for two years (laughs) And and nobody, nobody had a clear-cut answer for the intention of that meeting. We were just going because it's on the calendar. Listen, I any any meeting request <laughs> that comes my way, I literally ask like, what is the reason? Why are we meeting? Hey, my name is Chris Williams, and you are now listening to the Grow Your Side Business podcast. I help ambitious employees grow a profitable side business. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go check out growyoursidebusiness.com where we've got all the content, the tips, the strategies, and more. You're in the right place at the right time and we're here to help you grow a serious profitable side business. Let's listen to today's episode. You know, that thing um, somewhere or I might have another passion and somebody would actually pay me. So sometimes the hurdle of just going oh, I could do this on the side versus I'm going to turn this into a full-fledged business and actually put my name on this. That's typically a struggle. And I think the greatest thing that we can always do is, yes, it should be a hustle to test the market, but the hustle should be with 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 the idea and the goal of, if I can really make this to be a consistent gener- revenue generating model, mm-hmm. now I can turn this into a real business. If you're only doing it like every now and then, yeah, you're not really running a business. You're you're running like many projects over and over and over again, right? If it's consistently making you money and you're you're recognizing the need for systems, the need to hire, you know, side help, the need to um create operating agreements, then like then now we're starting to like go, oh wow, this thing could really morph into something that can really scale. I think that's so I would say hustle first, then to the business. Okay, okay. And then talk to us a little bit more about there's the other side of that, right? There's the, your career, right? Um, and your nine to five or your whatever time frame, because it's all been turned around in, in, in the past two years during the pandemic and the work from home environment. And so talk to us a little bit more about that. Like, what does that look like for people from a system standpoint of, hey, I have my career, I am either in hustle mode at the moment, or this is a full-fledged business that at some point I plan to exit my current career to take this full-time. 
Um, how, how should people be managing that? What questions should they be asking themselves in that process where there's most of their time is still, um, dedicated to a nine to five job? That's a great question. So there, there's two things I want to, I want to make sure that I, that I state for the record. Your, your career, I like to look at a career as ha- it has chapters, mm-hmm like a book, right? So I want you to think about like your favorite book. It has chapters to it. It has a progression. It has a maturation process. It has a story. So the one thing like that I talk about, and we can, we can talk about, you know, the, the challenge I'm, I'm doing later, but mm-hmm. I help people understand that we have grossly underutilized our employment chapter of our career, a career is not just tied to the company that I've been working with for 15 to 20 years or however long, right? A career is me taking my my talents and my skills, putting it somewhere, but learning over time how to make that, um, to grow that skill, to grow that, that ability, right? To add certain parts to what I do. It's really important that when you're at work, that you are maximizing that employment uh, to its fullest extent. Um, That's something that I coach people on on how to do. The the big thing I think that we got to remember is if it doesn't matter right now, if you love your job, if you are, you know, straddling the fence because of the last two years, you're just not sure if you might, some of us might even be in survival mode. Let's just be honest. Some, some people are, you know, a little afraid or, I just don't know what to do, right? I think the key you've got to remember is, am I I utilizing my gifts right now in my current role to at least to the best of my ability? If not, why? And and the the third thing is, let's, let's start asking and having some real conversations. Like, if you know that you've got a, you've already started a side hustle and it's generating you some income, then maybe you need to start having a conversation with your manager about, and there's some things that you know you lack as far as a skill set. Maybe you need to start having a conversation of, hmm, how do I put myself in the best position to learn X while I'm here in my career, right? Maybe there's other things that I need to go network with of different people who have certain skills that can teach me things while I'm building uh, my world here in my role, right? Um, I think the other the other part that I've learned, and this is just something for me, this has been my my journey and maturation process of, of having an employment. Um, the, there's so many intangibles that I didn't realize, I, I didn't even know to think about until I actually started building a side business for real, mm-hmm. that actually propelled my career. I, I didn't, there were things that I, did, I couldn't even have thought to really put into context until I started building a side business that ultimately started showing up at work for me that 10x the way I my productivity. That even changed the way I looked at coming into work every day, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's part of the chapters, right? If you really are giving yourself an honest assessment or, you know, having somebody outside of your job giving you some accountability and really talking about how am I showing up every day? What am I putting forward? Where are the gaps of, of learning that I don't have that, by the way, if we can just be honest, 
your job might not be able to pay you to learn those things. They might not have the, the budget to add certain training. And so sometimes that's where we get frustrated because we're like, man, I really want to learn this thing, but you know, there's no, no budget there. Well, that might be the reason to start a side business because sometimes the greatest learners you're going to have is what you learn outside of your job, what you're willing to put yourself through, what masterminds, who are you willing to go get coached by? Those things will make you better like on the everyday basis, not just long term and what you hope to meet your, you know, your MBLs at the end of the year, but just who you become, you start to show up differently at work. And I know I did. Like, I remember there was a two year run of my, my career. I think I skipped levels, but I had built the side business and didn't realize I was just showing up differently at work. Mm. Tell us a little bit more when you say like, when you launch your side business, it you start showing up differently. Was that just like a better sense of fulfillment with your skill set? Um, was that because your t- like how you valued your time changed? Like, t- what was the difference in like the pep in your step? Yeah, it's actually a combination of all that. I'm gonna give everybody some math to do. Right, I talked about this uh, a couple days ago on a on on a show I was on. So. I want everybody to grab a pad and a pen. And I want you to, if you've ever said to yourself, or you might be saying it right now, you might be listening to us having this conversation during breakfast and you're like, yeah, okay, that sounds great. But I don't have any time to, to really make it a business, right? I'm too busy. Okay, here's what I want us to do. I want us all to grab a calculator. And I want us to think about this. Just grab a pad and a pen if you just want to do it you know, uh, by hand, but I, I just want us to think about what, what I'm about to give you as an exercise to do. When you grab that pad and pen, I want you, we're going to go through a scenario. Let's say on a weekend, let's say your favorite sport is football, right? And let's say you watch football on Saturday because you love your favorite college team. You watch uh, Sunday pro football here in the United States. Uh, you know, so Let's say on Sunday you watch, you know, Saturday you watch four hours, Sunday you watch five hours, right? So let's say that's what, nine hours, okay, over a weekend. Nine hours over a weekend, let's say, what is the season? Seven months, right? So August to, you know, January, February-ish. So every month that's 36 hours. 36 hours, I think multiplied by seven is like 252 if I've got my math correct, or, or I'm sorry, 36 hours times seven, yeah, it's 252, right? So here's the question. When we say things like, I don't have time to build a side business. If I took 252 hours and actually spent that time working on my side business, working on my skill set, getting coaching, getting training, then I have no reason to not become better. When I built my side business, I had to leverage my weekends. Yeah. My favorite sport is the NBA, Felicia. Like, <laughs> I'm a fanatic about the NBA. Like, I'm that guy that will go to summer league in Vegas and go watch. I'm that guy. But when I built, when I was building my side business, I had to give that up. Right? And so I think sometimes you got to give up Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I, and I think sometimes what happens is when we make statements like that, because I was making it, I was saying, oh, I just don't have time. This is too hard. I don't know. I didn't want to give up the, my comforts. Right. I didn't want to give up Netflix and chill. I didn't want to give up having the conversation with water cooler talk, right? About the last episode of whatever, right? I didn't want to, I didn't want to be away from my comforts. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly where I feel we have the greatest uh, misunderstanding about what's, when we start talking about like building a, a side business in our career, well, I started working on my side business and I started getting better with my time. Here's the funny part, Felicia. I ran this play at work one day and then it spread across the office. I had gotten so good with my time. One day I was headed to a meeting and I was getting really frustrated. This was a byproduct of me working on my time management at home. I asked the, um, I got into the meeting. We were sitting in the room. The meeting started, I'll never forget this. The meeting started at 1130. We didn't really start until like 1145. I had something else that I needed to go do during lunch for my side business, right? Mm -hmm. So I was really like eager to like, okay, let's get this meeting started so I can get there. I happened to ask a question in the room and nobody had an answer. And here was my question. I want everybody to take this away. I said, hey, um, what is the real intent of this meeting? Because do you know, Felicia, that many of us are like, if you go look at our calendars right now for mm -hmm. work, they're meetings. Very little execution. Right. And you know what we do? We just accept meetings. Or how many of us, Felicia, say, hey, can you just include me in that meeting? And we say that so many times that now all of our calendars are nothing but meetings. And we never ask, what is the actual intention of this meeting? So when I asked that, like the room got quiet. I started getting nervous. I started sweating a little bit because I was like, uh-oh, maybe I shouldn't ask that. But then finally, somebody spoke up and it was the person who organized a meeting like two years ago. Felicia, it was the same meeting for two years. <laughs> and, and nobody, nobody had a clear-cut answer for the intention of that meeting. We were just going because it's on the calendar. Listen, I any any meeting request <laughs> that comes my way, I literally ask, like, what is the reason? Why are we meeting? Hey everybody, listen, I know you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to let you know that I have some new stuff getting ready to come out and I would love for, uh, honestly, you to be a part of it. I'm doing a five-day challenge. It's coming up soon, but before I give you all the details, I wanna make sure that you get early access to all the information. I've got a webinar that'll be approaching that and I wanna make sure that you get invited. So the best way to do that is go to growyoursidebusiness.com, leave your name and email, and we will make sure that you are one of the very first to know as we get ready to drop something very, very cool. And I think it's gonna help anybody, all of you who are listening to this show and who are looking to be able to continue to build your side business. I cannot wait to show you what we got coming. Go to growyoursidebusiness.com, leave your name and email and uh, stay tuned because we got some great stuff coming. Let's get back to the show. And I'm like, right. you know, in the beginning when I used to ask, I was like, man, I don't, I, I, I don't want to come off as a jerk, but I literally need to know why are we meeting? One, so I can be prepared. Yes. Two, I'm, although I'm the CEO of the company, I'm usually not the best person for you to talk to, right? And so let me save you time <laughs> by giving you the direct person on the team because we will be wasting both of our times, right? And so, yes. um, and so many people don't get the favorable response that they want or they don't get the meeting that they want like on the other side of that because they're not very clear in the reasons why they want to engage in that conversation to begin with, right? Yes. So, but Chris, yes. you said something that I want to go back to, right? 
um, which was auditing our time. Because I think, like you said, like we can get so comfortable in saying we don't have an, I don't have enough time as an automated response to not move forward on our dreams, right? It becomes the easiest thing to rattle off. And so, you know, a, a mentor of mine years ago made me do a time audit, but more intense than what you just mentioned. And so it was literally a spreadsheet, nothing fancy. And for an entire week, I had to write down what I was doing with my days in 15 minute increments for an entire week. After the first day, man, if I had hair, my hair would have been gone because it was so <laughs> it was so hard for me to every 15 minutes document what I was doing. But by the first day, and I make like my clients and my students do this, I'm like, do a time audit. Because by the first day, I was just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that I was wasting this much time scrolling uh-huh. LinkedIn or on social media or like, why is my commute this long? Like, or, I don't need to be going to this meeting when a phone call would would have saved me an hour and a half of sitting in traffic. And so we, I think yep. we assume that we have a good grasp on our time so that we can then start saying, well, let me defer my dream of launching a business because I just don't have the time or the energy. And it's more about like your capacity and your will and doing an audit, like you said, of all of your time uh, so that you can start yeah. saying no to things so that you can start saying yes to the business that you want to create, which is like, I don't, so I don't know if people heard Chris when he was talking about that audit and, and it's not just like letting go of Netflix and things like that. It's deeper than that. When you say, this is the yep. thing that I want, well, what are you willing to sacrifice for? What are you willing to push push to the side in order to pursue this thing so that you can ultimately have the life that you want, ultimately have the business that you want? Um, and then there's outsourcing that comes out of being able to audit your time as well that helps you duplicate your time too, right? And so, that's right. Um, and I don't know if you talk about that in your challenge that's coming up next week, but I know for me, like I work for the NBA, right? And so I worked for the Minnesota Timberwolves years ago and I had launched a... PR company. And I was a lunchtime CEO, right? And so between 12 and one o'clock, that's when I did all my phone calls. That's when I did all my things, um, my meetings, and or I would wait until like after 5, 30, 6 o'clock and do the things that I needed to do. But one thing that you said at the very beginning was using your career to really kind of plot out the next step into the business that you wanted to create. And when I wanted to take my business full time right after I left, what I realized is that as the marketing manager in the front office of an MBA team, that I had not marketed myself in the community with the expertise and the yes, access yeah. that I had. And it was the biggest yep. epiphany for me. And it wasn't this thing where I would, I, I would be like stealing from the company's time or anything like that. But I'm like, why wasn't I out speaking at events as the marketing manager for the Minnesota Lynx and Timberwolves, right? And placing uh-huh. myself and positioning myself as an expert in the community so that when I did take that leap, When I picked up the phone, like when I called somebody, they were going to pick up the phone and they were responsive because I had built that relationship with the notoriety of the big brand that I was working on. So can you talk a little bit more about that and some things that people should be aware of or how to do that in the right way to kind of help leverage that leap into their side business? Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. So for everybody here right now, I want you to know something. If you are mid 
uh, you know, mid-management to, to upper, you know, management. Any time a senior executive or leader comes into a company, they've already started thinking about that. What's the next thing? Okay, I'm going to work here, but what does this lead me to ultimately, right? You, and, and that has to be an okay norm that you start putting into your every day, right? By the way, by the way, I'll, I'll be completely honest. Sometimes by the time we figure it out, we might be just in a role that we were like, oh man, I kind of got pushed into this role and I kind of stayed here. You have, again, your career is chapters. Your, your, your employment journey of being an employee is just chapters, And if you start looking at it like that, then why would you get stuck in one chapter? Like, I I get that you might be comfortable, but comfort doesn't help you grow. Comfort just makes you stagnant and for many of us, frustrated, right? So I I think that the the big key is, uh, Felicia, I love what you said. And shout out, first of all, let me say this. Shout out to the WNBA this year for the fire jerseys. Like, I bought like six of them because they're, Nice. Fire. That's a, <laughs> that's a side note, but but um, but but yeah, like you've got to start looking at your career and going, hmm. Here, like here's three things I'm gonna give everybody. One, if everybody has some version of team member network that's going on in your company, you need to be a speaker in that event. And I'm gonna tell you another thing that is highly underrated in your employment career. And it's only because many of us who are on here were working before social media. So so no knock to any of us. It's just that we had to learn better. But let me tell you one thing that you need to start doing. Video documenting your career. Mm. Let me tell you. Right you talking now, like Gary V word. style with the person that follows you every day or like, because <laughs> that's a lot, you right? Don't necessarily do Gary <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what's funny. Here's the interesting thing. Y'all, y'all, some of us, we grew up in the 60s, 70s and 80s and we, that piece of paper don't mean anything no more. You know what matters now? When I do a deep dive on who you are, when I click on your information, can I find a YouTube video? Can I see where, oh, this person was speaking at, Oh, cool, right? Like, I did this on Felicia, by the way. She don't know this, but... So she and I are in the same mastermind, right? There was several people who kind of caught my attention. She was one of them because she was sitting up at the front of the room. First of all, people that sit in front of the room are interested in me. So my <laughs> wife and I was sitting in front of the room. We had met there. Um, and I went and did a deep dive on who she was. But I had... She had so much content out there. It was like, oh, okay, so she's for real. So when she reached out to me, I was like, I already had something that I knew about that was like, oh, yeah, this is a cool person, right? This person clearly knows their stuff. And I'm just saying, don't embrace social media to, in, to like make your thumbs stronger to flip through other people's lives. I'm saying get to your team member network, be a speaker at an event, help serve at that event. If there's something going on in your company and they're looking for help, uh, again, I want you to be strategic. I want you to think of like, literally think it through. Like why, what could I do that would aid in me showing up as my ultimate dream, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is it that I'm going to be the CEO of my own company, uh, that does digital marketing? Cool. Then 
I might be working as an analyst in this role, but they have an opportunity for an event coming up. Let me show myself as a speaker there. Let me show up and give give help and credence to the the way they put the materials together. Let me make sure my hand stamp is on that particular thing, because I'm going to give you all a little secret that I've been sharing with a lot of people. Success is a thinking woman and man's game. If, if you go talk to successful people, all they do is think. Mm-hmm. Literally <laughs> block time think. on the calendar to think. Right. They literally, I know some wealthy people that I promise you, they spend more time thinking about the move. Like 80% of their time is strategically thinking about the move before they ever make a move. It's like a builder, right? I got to plan this house out. I got to make sure the soil works first. I got to make sure we can even build here. I got to make sure, like, before we even go grab wood, I got to understand what we're doing. A success is a thinking man and woman's game. Mm-hmm. It, the book is called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, not Netflix and Grow Rich, not Hope <laughs> I Do It One Day and Grow Rich, right? Like, it, it, we have to literally... Again, that's why I said you have to start looking at your employment portion as a chapter in your career. And you have to start saying, what do I need to do to maximize these portions? And find an event. By the way, you know one of the cool things you can do right now? Go in your city, find out the local um, chamber, and start looking for, especially if you're building a side business, Start looking inside of the chamber if there are people who have a business that could use your services. If they might have an event going on in their company and you go be a speaker, you go be a vendor, you go be uh, a help. Why don't you also go test your knowledge on someone? Go into the local chamber, grab somebody's name and their contact that runs a business that you serve and just go say, hey, my name is Chris Williams. Uh, I actually help. Uh, successfully discontent corporate professionals uh, build and grow their businesses faster. I'd love to be able to sit with you and see where I can help you. I noticed you did this inside of your business. I'd love to be able to sit down with you for lunch. I'm going to offer you a free consultation and give you some ideas and see if this works. I'm testing a new product idea. Hey, so I've never shared this story, but I almost died from an asthma attack in my sleep. Yeah, that was a pretty scary day. And when that day happened, we have one or two choices. Either we continue down the same path that got us those results, or we do something different. Well, thankfully, my wife and I chose to do something different. We made some simple changes in our lives, and I didn't realize that the same things that I was buying from a local grocery store were also contributing to me almost dying from an asthma attack in my sleep. I don't want you or anybody you know to go down the same path. Listen, we're embarking on a journey. We've been a part of a project to ensure that we help 10,000 families be able to get safer, more affordable products without all the toxic chemicals. Buying it all online shipped directly to you so you don't have to go to it. Listen, if you want to know more, click the link below, 10,000 families, and I can't wait to show you what we've been working on to help more people in the United States, make safer, affordable choices. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I wanna be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. 
Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms. So it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show.